a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. And one of the areas that created a lot of rage. Uh, a few years ago, anyway, uh, was the inland port. Uh, any conversation about that uh, seemed to become very heated, uh, but it sort of settled in a little bit. The pandemic, I think, eased things off just a little bit. Uh, but this is an important project. Some people, their eyes just glaze over when they hear inland port. Uh, but I believe this is uh, one of those projects that is critical for Utah to be not just a crossroads to the West, but a crossroads to the world. And we thought it was time for a, an important update on that. So we've got Jack Hedge on the line with us, uh, who is the uh, executive director of the Utah Inland Port Authority. Uh, Jack, thanks for joining us today. Hello, Boyd. How are you? Doing well, doing well. So give us just a, a quick snapshot update uh, as it relates to the Inland Port. Uh, again, during the pandemic, we haven't had as many discussions or a, a lot of heated things going on, which which we'll say that's a good thing. Uh, where are we and uh, what does it look like moving forward for the Inland Port? Oh, have we lost? Are you still there, Jack? Yeah, I lost you for a second. Oh, no worries. Uh, give us a quick update. What's the uh, the status of the Inland Port right now? So, you know, we're making a lot of progress. Uh, we, we've, you know, we got through sort of our original strategic planning process over the last, uh, took about a year to kind of work our way through that, uh, really trying to understand how goods flow to and through Utah. That's really key, I think, to, to being successful and to, um, um, you know, doing the things that, that will benefit all of, all of us here in Utah. Uh, our business community, our, our our local communities in and around our, our the area, uh, you know the the rural areas of Utah, um, and as well as you know just the, the people who live and work uh, in U- in Utah and in and around the port. Uh, that was a really big step to take. Uh, we 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 brought all that brought all that along and brought all that through, and then went, worked with the uh, with uh, the legislator. Uh, legislature and our and our rural communities really over the, the past year uh, to put some funding in place to really start to drive some of these logistics infrastructure investments uh, that we you know that, that we really need to see around Utah uh, as logistics has changed as the supply chains are changing uh, really starting to, to look at and, and identify and start to drive some of those uh, opportunities in some of these other areas around the state. Yeah, I think that was such an important strategy in terms of being able to engage the rural communities uh, in in this opportunity. A lot of the logistic uh, kinds of things, as you mentioned. Uh, I want to take one uh, quick peek, if we could, uh, just with uh, China. Obviously, had a uh, an interest in the port and what's going on there. Of course, the environmental impact is another big one. Uh, give us some insight there. Yeah. So, you know, the, a, a big thing that I think the pandemic actually made sort of opened everyone's eyes to. Yeah. Is that so dependent on such long um, single source supply chains is really risky. 
Uh, it has really, it, it, you know, we got a real shock about a year ago, about this time last mm-hmm. year, where suddenly there weren't, wasn't anything on our, on our shelves. And now what we're seeing is because so much of our, of our, of our consumer goods, so much of the things that we need to support our manufacturing industries, and so many of the markets for our, our, our agricultural products, our mining products, and our, our manufactured products are all the same place, right? They're all going back and forth right. on those same lanes, those same trade lanes. And those continue to be congested, uh, clogged up. Uh, and, and really causing a lot of problems uh, in our in just our overall economy. So uh, there's a lot of, of, of work that we're doing, working with with our, our port partners on the West Coast, working with our, our carrier partners, both the, the, the shipping lines, uh, the trucking community, the railroads, to 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 um, you know, look at ways to streamline the supply chains, make the supply chain more flexible. Mm-hmm. So that we're better able to respond to different different issues and different problems that come up, um, and then the other thing that we're really doing, and this really is uh, strategic for us, and one of our core tenets is really the environmental issues yeah. around logistics. You know, traditionally it has been a pretty you know pretty dirty industry because you needed diesel power to to you know to carry heavy goods. You need diesel power to do that. Uh, that is that is changing rapidly, and it's being changed by the market. The market is forcing that to change. Yeah. The market wants to see, you know, cleaner uh, cleaner supply chains. They want their they want to know where their goods are coming from. They want to reduce their carbon footprint. And so, the big push for the port authority is really to to push the infrastructure development mm. needed to support those greener modes of transportation. Yeah, fantastic. Great insight. Uh, Jack Hedges, the executive director of Utah Inland Port Authority. Uh, This is important, and you hit so many critical things there in terms of the supply chain. We saw how vulnerable we were uh, when Mm -hmm. the pandemic first broke out. I love the rural component and uh, and then how we actually do this as a positive steward of the environment piece as well. Uh, Jack, appreciate your effort. We know a lot of that's uh, hard work and heavy lifting uh, far away from spotlights and microphones, uh, but we appreciate your efforts there. We look forward to having you back soon to continue this conversation on the Inland Port. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside uh, for a quick commercial break. When we come back, a fascinating opinion issued by Justice Clarence Thomas as it relates to the First Amendment. Uh, You do not want to miss our next conversation. It impacts all of us and social media. Stay tuned on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.